electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod, a tenuous ceasefire, hostages freed, and Washington gets back to work on the next funding debate. Congressman Ro Khanna joins us on set on the D.C. agenda and another big holiday headline from his Silicon Valley backyard, OpenAI's Next Steps. Why don't we know what happened, right? I mean, to me, if there's one headline, it should be, Open AI's board should tell us what the concerns were. Black Friday deals and plays. Did Amazon's first live-streamed football game start a new holiday tradition? The NFL still owns Thanksgiving. Now they own Black Friday, too. When people have NFL as an option, they do show up in big numbers. Plus, what consumers went after in the stores and the tree lots. Every car that's leaving has a Christmas tree on top. Looks like Chevy Chase. How was your weekend? I've tweeted something out and people did call me Clark many times. Mr. Griswold. Many times. It's Monday, November 27th. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand back you by in three, two, one. Cue it, please. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We are live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick along with Joe Kernan. Andrew is off today. Um, Here we go, though. It is a Monday, and we have now seen four weeks in a row of gains for all of the major averages. If you're looking at where we've come for the month of November so far, Dow's up by 7%. S&P is up by 8.7%, and then you've got the NASDAQ up by 10.9%. Uh, Again, Treasury yields, this has been the reason for just about every other move. Uh, Treasury yields have come down significantly on this assumption that the Fed is done raising rates and may even potentially lower rates at some time in the not-too-distant future. Ten-year right now uh, below 4.5%, 4.46. The two-year below 5%, just below at 4.94. And uh, the dollar, that's seen a route, too, as uh, this expectation that uh, rates will be coming down from here. The last three days were very exciting, yet complicated. 59 children and adults finally came home. Some of them got terrible news. The Schneider Children's Medical Center of Israel has been fully enrolled to the care of the children and the mothers and the family members who have come to us. We continue to press and expect for additional Americans will be released as well. And we will not stop working until every hostage is returned to their loved ones. Now to the ceasefire in Gaza. Hamas released an additional 17 hostages yesterday. That included a four-year-old American girl. That brings the total number of Israeli and foreign uh, hostages released uh, now to 58. Uh, but remember, there were originally 240 people that were taken on October 7th. And a fourth exchange is expected today. International mediators are trying to extend the ceasefire that began on Friday. Israel said it would agree to an extra day of ceasefire for every 10 uh, additional hostages uh, released. You can see the the benefit of taking hostages. Uh, You get a lot of uh, negotiating power after as horrific as October 7th was. Uh, Hopefully not too much 
I don't know. I, I hope people don't suddenly think, wow, what a humanitarian and generous organization uh, we're seeing here because uh, it's trickling out and they're getting about three times as many Palestinian prisoners released for every hostage that they took. Now, the Palestinian prisoners were convicted of crimes and other things that, that ended point, up up in jail versus to, to this slaughtering point, people and stealing and children and hostages from prison too. and taking hostages back. But it, they're negotiating. And, you know, the longer it lasts, the more people can sort of jihadists can exit. And so, you know, they, 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 you're seeing a lot of uh, of opinions wavering now, and as we knew we would, as the mainstream media gets involved with, uh, you know, that we've got to, uh, you know, consider the the collateral damage, but that that could allow Hamas to to re become Look, resurgent I, and everything. It's tough, but, but it, it, is, it is. You need resolve. You need to. I wasn't sure they'd see any hostages that came back from this. It's it's been um, really. 50 out of 240, that's, I'm not ready to go. For any of, those, for any of those families that have them well, coming back, great. those are the images. It's good. That it's, it's, yeah. it's true. Meantime, Elon Musk is uh, visiting Israel today. Last night, Israeli uh, President Isaac Herzog announced that he would meet with Musk and emphasize the need to, uh, to act to combat rising anti-Semitism online. Musk will also meet with Israelis whose relatives have been held by Hamas in Gaza. The meeting comes days after Musk was accused of amplifying anti-Jewish Hatred on X. Since then, a dozen or so of major brands have paused advertising, and the New York Times reports that the lost revenue could cost the company as much as $75 million by the end of the year, but who's counting? Musk has not responded to requests for comments about his visit uh, to Israel. Black Friday e-commerce spending. You may not be surprised by this, but it was up. It was up actually 7.5% from a year ago. Reached a record $9.8 billion in the United States. That's according to a report from Adobe Analytics. $79 million in sales came from consumers who opted for the buy now, pay later option. That was up 47% from last year. The best-selling categories were electronics, toys, and gaming. A separate measure from Salesforce said that U.S. online sales grew 9% year-over-year. In the meantime, data from MasterCard, which measures both online and in-store sales, said that retail sales on Black Friday were up 2.5% year-over-year. It said online component of that was up by 8.5%, and then in-store sales were up by just 1.1%. Remember, we heard from Jan Niffen on Friday. He, uh, you weren't here, Joe, but he said that don't read too much into this Black Friday number because it's a longer season. We don't have to have a big Black Friday this year. We've got 31 shopping days between now and Christmas. That's almost as long as you can ever have. Next year, we're only going to have 26 between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We'll really be worried about what happens on the Black Friday weekend. And he thinks that bodes pretty well for what you will see in the end in sales. You ever got the Christmas tree on, on Black Friday? Uh, yeah, yeah. Was it a little, a lot of crowds out there? There were crowds. Yeah. And on your way to the place, every car that comes, that's leaving has a Christmas, Christmas tree, tree on top. Looks like Chevy Chase. Christmas tree on Christmas top. Christmas vacation. I've tweeted something out and people did call me Clark. Many Mr. times. Mr. Griswold. Many times. Now to the holiday and... There's a daughter and a son. Oh, yeah. You didn't make them stand in snow up to their belly no, buttons to chop did, it down. But I don't, and I don't have a car like that. Uh, either. But um, back there, they... Put the tree on top of the Porsche? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we, we can't fit that many people in there. No, we haven't navigated my wife's car. Now. Holiday weekend, uh, but, but people thought it was a minivan. It's 
like nice, <laughs> nice minivan. It's like it's a Navigator dummy. Um, I, have a, I have a minivan. It's okay. I do not. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the box Lion Gate's uh, Hunger Games prequel uh, brought in $42 million uh, over the five-day period. Meantime, Apple's R-rated war epic Napoleon brought in $32.5 million, and that uh, beat expectations. Kind of interesting in it. I, I don't know what Napoleon was really like. I see his hat just sold for over a million dollars, but uh, I'd like to see uh, this gentleman's uh, Joaquin Phoenix's take on Napoleon, but I don't know if it had, if it's accurate at all, whether Napoleon was, because he's kind of a brooding scare. I still see him as a crazy Roman emperor, uh, whatever his name oh, is, from Commodus. Or Gladiator. Yeah. yeah, which was also Ridley. That's right. Uh, loves uh, casting Joaquin. Uh, and things, and he's he may you know there are people who say he's he's one of our greatest uh, actors. You saw Joker, right? Or did you not see Joker? You're too scared to see Joker. Yeah, you're too scared to see. I'm Joker. not too scared. Well, you don't. Want, you scared. should be. Yeah. <laughs> you should be, uh, because it's not that different. Yeah, Driving, I get enough of that. Driving in in the morning, it's not that different. And Disney's latest animated feature, uh, Wish. Oh no. Fell well short of expectations, bringing in just $31.7 million over its first five days in the theaters. Analysts were expecting an opening of 45 out of $55 million. I don't, what is this about? How woke is, I'm sure it's as woke as woke gets, but um, Disney's dealing with that. Did you read the article on Disney Day? They're dealing with, they're putting in their 10K now. We may need to spend more money to explain um, all of our, forays into trying to further the things that we believe culturally, which is just glad that there's companies that uh, are willing to do that. Go and tell me how I should be living. Going over well. <laughs> yeah. Cheese will be next. Coming up on Squawk Pod, what the heck happened at OpenAI? And what's Silicon Valley Congressman Ro Khanna going to do about it? Do you have real concerns about this? I do. I think there should actually be an AI agency in the federal government. Plus, the Democrats' best bet for another winning blue ticket in 2024. I think anyone today who was president of the United States would have low approval ratings. We'll be right back. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 1- 844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with P. Jim, a leading global asset manager. And we're back. This is Squawk Pod. 
Good morning and welcome back to Squawk Box here on CNBC Live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Joe Kernan, uh, along with Becky Quick. Andrew is off. Almost felt like a... That we feel. Almost, yeah, almost <laughs> felt like a long weekend. Did for me. Uh, still not long enough. Um, but you had that uh, Black Friday sort of Black talk Friday. retail yeah, all day. Yeah. All day. Yeah, it was a fun show. Yeah. And then you were uh, at d- that point able to go and do some online stuff or you actually did in I buy person? anything online no I didn't I didn't I don't think I bought anything you didn't no because I bought stuff ahead of time that was our Maybe Christmas was everybody was home so that was our yeah, Christmas was nice. we played games we you did games. all those games I showed you and more like Twister like what game uh Family Feud, Thanksgiving edition. You did? Yeah. We played, remember that game I showed you where you got to shake your Oh, yeah, yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bad one. That, that was a bad one. You played that one and you made yeah. the old people play that too? Mostly the kids, some of the old people. Yeah? Yeah, it's tissue box. Shake your booty. Shake your booty. Oh, yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah, no, so you play, that's nice. It's family that's games, nice. yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Here with us on set to discuss uh, Washington's agenda uh, for the rest of the year. California Congressman Ro Khanna. What are you back here for, Ro? I come to New York. Every time I come to New York, I visit this set. Which, Whatever you which, have me. Which we, we do appreciate. And I thought, uh, I mean, the, the NBC tree is going to get lit pretty soon if you can hang out. That is get, a, that's spectacular. Like it might be able that's to, a family thing. Get, i got to bring the family. It is. <laughs> but you've got, do you have things to do in Washington? And, and if so, wh- what are they? What is going to happen? Are we going to fund the government? Well, we've got to pass a budget. I mean, obviously, we've passed this continuing resolution to move us to January. But I don't understand why we can't pass the budget that McCarthy and Biden agreed on. There was a deal. There was a funding level. Let's just vote on it. Yeah. What, what do you make of the absolutely bizarre reaction in both sides both Republicans and Democrats, to, to me, to, just watching the, the situation in Israel. I, I, I mean, I need, I need some type of blueprint to get me to figure out how the sides decide on, on their positions. And, and I'm thinking about some members of the, of the fringe Democratic Party. Is that, are you mortified at some of the comments that you've seen from the squad, for example? Well, here, let me say what my position is, which I think is a common sense position. At the one hand, you got to unequivocally condemn the brutal terrorist attacks on October 7th. And I met with some of the hostages' families, actually the young daughter, Abigail, the young girl who was released. I met with her aunt in my office. I mean, it was heartbreaking. And I'm glad that she's finally been released. I thought Israel had the right to defend itself. But I do believe we're at a time now where Israel has significantly uh, deteriorated the Hamas's capability. How do we know that, Ro? How do you know that they, how, how do you know that, that, okay, if Israel has a right to exist, do you believe Israel was, has a, you have, young it, hostage was released, but her parents right, were killed in front of right, and, and, okay, Israel has a right to exist. Yes. Can it exist if Hamas is not destroyed? If, if on that border at any time something like this can happen again? There's no society that should have that hanging over its head. So if it doesn't have a right to exist, fine. But if it has a right to exist and defend itself, then they're not finished. They need to, to completely crush. And they're not going to be able to because of this type of, I don't know what you call it. The, the opinions are softening now because of the, uh, of, uh, we're seeing horrific things happen. But in, in war, horrific things do happen. But Joe, I mean, here's the reality. There's 38,000 to 40,000 Hamas fighters. Israel has killed, by their own estimates, 1,000 to 2,000 and there have been almost 12,000 civilian casualties. 
children. I mean, killed. Half of them have been children. But you remember that Hamas are holding children in front of them, shielding themselves. And they, they started this. They started this with, by slaughtering 1,400 people. Yes. No, so, I, I, I agree with you that Hamas is in uh, so what, hospitals. Uh, what, what choices do, uh, but, does but, Israel but if have? You look, if you do the math and you're actually going to try to eliminate all of the uh, 40,000 Hamas fighters, you're talking about two, 300,000 civilian casualties of 50% being children. I just don't think that that uh, is, from a humanitarian perspective, something we should do. So what can we do? We ought to diminish the military capability, make sure, and by the way, now they're going to have troops at the border, make sure there's no uh, attack ever again, uh, like October 7th, which I don't think there uh, will be, given the northern Gaza military operation, and then have some negotiated uh, peace, which doesn't involve Hamas. I'm not, I'm not saying the, the condition for negotiation of Palestinian state should be the recognition of Israel, and Hamas right now does not recognize Israel. I agree they're a terrorist organization. If, if, if you were Iran and you were sort of the, the brains behind all this, which a lot of people think that, it, it's, it's exactly playing right into what they knew would happen and, and, and how they've orchestrated this whole thing. It's, if, what, what eventually happens with Iran, Ro? What do we do? Can, can Israel exist if Iran gets the bomb, gets a nuclear bomb? How, how do we handle that? What, what, what's our duty as Americans? Well, I just voted for a bill saying that uh, our American foreign policy should be to deny Iran a nuclear weapon, and that passed overwhelmingly. So there's bipartisan consensus that American foreign policy should be to deny uh, Iran a weapon. Now, my view is that the maximum pressure campaign that Trump tried didn't work, that Iran is far closer to a nuclear weapon today than they were under uh, President Obama. But we need to figure out uh, how we uh, stop them from developing a nuclear weapon. I agree with you. Does that mean a, a military strike if they're on no, the verge of it? No, I think, I, I think a military strike today would be premature. It would get us into another Middle East war. And the one thing I think Americans can agree with is we don't want to escalate and be in the Middle East again. We spent $6 trillion well, What about something akin to uh, when the, the Trump administration um, what would you call it? I guess it was a, you saw what happened to Suleiman. The, the, uh, he was a revolutionary guard. Yeah. They, they, nothing happened after that. I mean, is that too much? I mean, you don't need a full-on military strike just to show that you mean business. I just, I don't think that that would take out Iran's nuclear weapons. I mean, this is not like Iraq, where Israel had gone in. Well, in now we're, we're not just talking about that. We're talking about the, how many, what are we up to now and how many attacks on, on U.S. interests from proxies in Iran? We're up to about 80 or something, aren't we, or, or more? And we've defended ourselves. The President Biden, when we he had hasn't the strikes, stopped it, though, right? I, I think we've got to be very clear. If, of course, if there's an attack on American troops, American interests, we've got to respond. And I would support responding. But the last thing we want is to escalate this into a war. I mean, you and I know, but we've talked about China. I mean, our, we can't take our eye off the ball of the threat there uh, and get into another. But we don't Middle want East a blue war. line Syria situation. That, that was another. Do you think that, that wasn't effective in terms of. Uh, of dealing with Syria during... Syria was a, 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 a huge uh, disaster, but I, I don't know if there could have been a good policy with Assad. I mean, Assad was a brutal 
dictator. He gassed his own people. Uh, I don't think we should have gotten into war in Syria. Uh, and the question is then, what could have prevented Assad? I mean, he was a horrible human being. Can we, can we shift gears and, and talk a little bit about open AI yeah. and, and what's happening? I am the tech congressman. This is like a foreign right. policy heavy discussion. Yeah, th th this is in your backyard yeah. and it's roiled the valley. It's got everybody across the country paying attention and maybe around the globe too. What the heck happened? Becky, actually, you asked the perfect question, which is why don't we know what happened, right? I mean, to me, if there's one headline, it should be open AI's board should tell us what the concerns were. What we have speculated is it was this Q plus uh, product that they're developing, artificial general intelligence that can solve complex math problems. And some people were concerned that this really wouldn't just be artificial intelligence deducting patterns, but actually uh, co computing things that could uh, really cause safety concerns. We don't know. We should know. Every journalist should demand that OpenAI's board tell us what the safety concerns were. I mean, we've talked about that because if this is something that truly is a threat to humanity in the past, if it was the Manhattan Project, that was run by the government. It was not private companies or public companies that were funding this stuff. Now what? Do, you have, do you have real concerns about this? I do. I think there should actually be an AI agency in the federal government that is overseeing uh, the development of this technology and licensing the technology where appropriate. I mean, I, I do have concerns about it, but at the very least, we should know what, what happened. I mean, if it's not a concern, if folks who, like Sam Altman and others think, okay, it's not as big a concern, then let the public know. Let the public know what the issues were. Uh, there's been a secrecy and a lack of transparency that I find concerning. The other issue, which in my view is a bigger issue and hasn't gotten enough attention, is the wealth disparity that this may uh, cause. Look, globalization has led to a situation where the 1% of this country control 30-some percent of the wealth, bottom 50% of 2% of the wealth, and you're going to have AI. It's going to be great for my district. All these companies are going to do well. What's going to happen to workers? What's going to happen to uh, ordinary folks? Concerned I mean, I, enough that you are going to demand that the board tell you from, from your congressional point of view on this. Is there additional regulation that's coming? Yes. No, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm calling for it today, but maybe with congressional uh, colleagues would write a letter or to take actions. I mean, I think it could be a hearing where we need to know uh, what happened with the concerns of the open AI board of directors, and they, they should be transparent about it. Nobody is, is uh, on either, in either party is enthralled with, with what the choices are apparently going to be. I, I think that's safe to say. I, you would agree with that. I agree. With, well, oh, okay. I mean, I'm for the president, but I agree well, with you. Well, as that's, a, as that's, a poll. The, well that's, not, that's where I'm going with this. So then if you do, obviously, with, with 70 percent even Democratic disapproval for the president right now, and you, you look at the polls, you're counting on Donald Trump being so bad that Joe Biden gets reelected. That's what, that's what Democrats are counting. Is that, have I got the strategy right? Well, it's also talking about the president's record. I mean, look, people, people are upset because prices are high. Rents are high, I'm, I'm, interest rates are high, but the president has done a lot. Infrastructure bill, the CHIPS bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, American Rescue Plan. The, the Bidenomics pitch doesn't work, bro. It's just not working right now. There's the world on fire, everything else going on in the world. That's why he's, each week he's setting new lows I, for, I think for approvals. Any, it, with Democrats, too, and with minorities, and with young people, it, it's just... 
I mean, it's just not working, selling the Bidenomics. It's yes, just you know, my honest view on it is, Joe, I think anyone today who was president of the United States would have low approval ratings. I think this, for whatever reason, this country is but, in a, but, but, a place. You, you understand so that, that this is Joe Biden at 81. He just had a birthday. You're comfortable with Joe Biden at 85 in, in the job as president, honestly? Honestly, I've met with him probably a month ago. He, he, you, if you see him, he keeps a 14-hour day. He is capable of doing the job. We could... Uh, have an argument. We don't know two, three years from now whether he is. We don't know. Life is unpredictable for anyone. Yeah, but, but we but, do but, know that people do age and get to a certain point where they probably should not be president look, of the United States. Look, Joe, if you ask Are you me, comfortable with, Kam with Kamala Harris, a, a heartbeat away, with vice president, a heartbeat away from that? Yes, uh, I am. I, look, here's, here's the point. Do I wish Joe Biden was 65? Sure. But there's no perfect candidate. There never is. I think you're counting on Trump being so bad. that, And, and I think the whole Democratic Party is. And, but now they're starting to worry. You look at the swing states, that might not be happening. That whole strategy might not be working if I'll, Trump's ahead. And, I'll tell and, you what we need. We need a better... We need Joe Rowe. Or no, Roe Joe. We need us. But if you, you want to have the ticket, you're afraid you to want head. To why why do I have to? I, I don't want the hard <laughs> job. I want you to be on the top of the ticket. You got to You got to have a woman. You'll be secretary you of state. Is state good? I'm pretty for you? comfortable where I am. <laughs> She's smart. She doesn't want to get 40, 35, 40. Well, I don't want to be the top of the ticket. That's way too high. I want Kamala's job. Everybody I, I, hates you, right? Really? Yeah. The, the vice one, president. Yeah, job. I want to relax. <laughs> I want to. Congressman. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being in studio. Appreciate it. Up next on Squawk Pod, advertisers took to the field on Black Friday. President of EDO and ad exec Kevin Krim says that Amazon and all its partners were primed for success. If you were a retailer who advertised in that Thanksgiving Day uh, set of games, you saw a 314% lift in the engagement with your ads for not just that day, but for the week following. The big game and the big deals, right after this. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one Eight four four Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. You're listening to Squawk Pod from CNBC. Thanksgiving weekend, turkey leftovers, online shopping, and sports binging. On Black Friday, Amazon streamed the NFL's first-ever Black Friday football game. The Jets versus the Dolphins was available only on Amazon Prime, and the company offered new bells and whistles to advertisers, like QR codes at the bottom of the screen to link to some of the online retailers' biggest Black Friday deals. So, did it work? Joe Kernan takes things from here. Join us now to talk about who won the ad battle, Kevin Krim, EDO, uh, Inc., president and CEO. We talked all about this. I watched the game. I, don't, I didn't notice myself any difference in what I was supposed to be doing. Was it, it involved QR codes and measuring what I was thinking and doing. And there were a lot of QR codes. Yes. Uh, there was a lot more retail ads than normal uh, for Amazon's first Black Friday 
NFL broadcast. Uh, we saw more credit card ads. We saw uh, the usual contingent of automakers in the, in the game. Um, so it was an interesting mix. And a lot of what Amazon was experimenting with was at the beginning in the pregame, where they did some very innovative things. Uh, they had one of their talent, Ryan Fitzpatrick, a Harvard man and a, and a, and a, and a great NFL uh, quarterback. Uh, he had to hit a certain number of passes to unlock a 30% discount on this uh, Lego Harry Potter castle, uh, and, and he did it, of course. And, uh, and it was those kinds of, I think, things that really marked a different kind of broadcast. But that was pregame. Once the game got started, it really is still, it's an NFL game on Black Friday. Yeah, which I'll take. Uh, yeah. Which is, you know, unless... Matchup aside. Exactly, matchup aside. Uh, I don't know. I did. That's a whole different issue on, on what the Jets uh, need, need to do at, at this point. What data do we have in terms of how everything... Have you collated anything? Do we know yeah, what? yeah. Well, I mean, I think, um, first of all, despite the matchups, and, and I'd say, you know, despite a lot of star power on, on the, the Thursday, Thanksgiving Day games and on Black Friday, uh, the, the matchups themselves weren't that exciting at this point. There were some blowouts, and, and that usually depresses both the number of people watching and the engagement with both the programming and with the ads in the programs. But we had, uh, it's still Thanksgiving. The NFL still owns Thanksgiving. Um, now they own Black Friday, too. And uh, when, people are, when people have NFL as an option, uh, they do show up in big numbers. So the ratings were quite good from Nielsen. And then uh, EDO's data showed that the ad performance was also quite strong. What's really interesting is the, is the shift in the mix of advertisers um, when, you, when it comes to Thanksgiving. Because you've got automakers kicking off their holiday sales events, you've got the retailers obviously kicking off their big push for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and beyond. And the, the difference, uh, the thing we saw last year was that if, if you were a retailer who advertised in that Thanksgiving Day uh, set of games, you saw a 314% lift in the engagement with your ads for not just that day, but for the week following than you did prior weeks um, leading up to it. So, so it's expensive, but it's worth it? It's expensive, it's worth it. It coincides with consumer need and demand, right? Consumers are getting very much into the mindset of holiday shopping, and the retailers are rightly responding to that. The interesting trend this year that I saw that was fascinating was the number of ads that focused very heavily on big discount messages. And the consumers this year responded very aggressively to those ads. We saw higher spikes in engagement with those ads than we've typically seen for those kind of promotional stories in the past. And that kind of response, I think, says something about what those retailers understand about their consumers, whether it's Walmart, who had a very clever strategy. Um, of, of course, Amazon really blanketed Black Friday. But you had Target um, heavily exposed on, on Thursday's uh, Thanksgiving Day games. Old Navy did some innovative things. So I'd say those were some of the interesting things I saw. The reported number is $100 million, that that's what Amazon paid the NFL to have a Black Friday game. It was the first time they'd done it since 1962 or 63. How come it wasn't there before? I mean, it just seems like a no-brainer for the NFL to have put that there, the idea that it would take somebody paying them because if you build it, they will come. Right. I think there's been a really synergistic relationship between the NFL and Amazon and Amazon Prime Video. I think Amazon is showing the NFL new things. I think the NFL is willing to try new things with new partners like, like Amazon in ways that the, in, in, traditionally in the past they weren't. And so I think that's, it's fascinating that it took this long to get here. It makes a ton of yeah, sense. Yeah, well, it wasn't the NFL before they did it. It was the AFL. That's how far back this goes. Wow. The, wow. To the 60s. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, 
it seemed like a no-brainer. Okay, yeah, you'll, you'll control one more day of that Thanksgiving holiday. That's right. And, it, and, and I'd say college football and the NBA both typically would want to be competitors on that day, and, and the NFL kind of crowded its way in and with a big partner like Amazon. There were good uh, college games on, too. There on, were. On Friday. I don't know why. A lot of them, though. Uh, yeah, and, a lot of rivalries. It's, it's great. So many more games for me to lose. Um, <laughs> I mean, like a whole new stable. Uh, and I did have State. Michigan. I, I did have Michigan in the over. I did. I was the old, like the only one I won. Um, GM's not going to advertise at the Super Bowl. Can you figure that out? It, uh, what, what, that, that, that's a commentary on where GM is more than than whether it's still good to advertise. It's expensive on the Super Bowl. I think that's right. I think it's it's often a commentary about where the automaker is financially, where their product lineup is, and whether they've got a new model to launch. The, the best thing to do with the Super Bowl if you're an automaker is to launch a, a hot new vehicle. That works incredibly well, especially if you bring a great creative idea, a great creative story to the, to the, to the game. Um, if you don't have that, it can often be a very expensive exercise in, in pure brand. Um, and those stories, you can tell them in less expensive places. The NFL playoffs, for example, not nearly as expensive, also very, very high performing. You've got the college football playoffs and the college football national championship all around the same time of year. They're all very strong. Don't necessarily have to go with the, the full expense of the Super Bowl. So as far as the NFL goes, the, the, they've been trying to walk that line. There, there's still more product that, that they, I think, could, could put somewhere. Isn't there? What should, who's, who's in charge of that? Goodell? Is the people they have? You must know those people. I think what? it's Commissioner Goodell. I think it's a committee well, of a pretty owners. good job so far. Craft too. But can still yeah. squeeze. It's just insatiable, the, the demand for, for, for that product. Can you, can you flood it too much? Can you overdo it? You, you, I, I'm sure the NFL is being very careful and thoughtful about that. They've always been the most savvy of the leagues in terms of their media exposure and their, their, the way they developed a national media brand while the other leagues were, were regional um, in the way they did Would you TV. call it international? It's in Frankfurt. And, and they've been very deliberate about international, whether it's England, uh, They're Frankfurt, fanatic Mexico. over in Europe. Yeah, and, and I think the one to watch on this front is, is Apple. Apple TV Plus has been dipping its toes into the water with its Major League Soccer uh, uh, rights uh, deal. And they're putting ads in those. They're putting video advertising in those, in those games on MLS. And that's just the beginning, is my, my prediction for Apple TV+. It makes sense that Apple TV+, Plus would add a, a, a lower-priced ad-supported tier so that they can justify those increases that they've been, they've been putting on, on consumers for Apple TV+. Plus. Which just went to nine. I bet you advertisers would, would love that too, right? They, they they wouldn't have trouble selling ads. And so, how much would it cost a month for for the lower Apple? I, I mean, the, uh, my my Apple TV Plus subscription just went from five ninety nine to nine ninety nine a month. Um, I think you can go five ninety nine, maybe even dip your toe lower and try to find that more price sensitive consumer if you're Apple. And overall, advertising the recession's over. It was interesting. We saw. We saw a real, I'd call it a bit of a freak out uh, in, in ad investment uh, uh, at the end of last year, uh, where I think the corporate budgets, because of interest rates going up, had been pinched. The first thing to, to get put on the potential block is advertising spend. Uh, but then we hit the new year, and the consumer was strong, and advertisers have followed all, all year since. So we've, we didn't really see much of a dip.
there's a, there's a definite shifting of dollars going from traditional linear TV over to streaming ad supported TV. Uh, but, be, but, but those will make some winners and some losers. But overall, ad spend has been strong. Okay, that's, that's good. That's the best thing I've heard today. We need that, don't we? Yeah. It matters. We'll it matters to us uh, in this business. Kevin, thank you. Thank you. All right, you got leftovers? You still having them? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to look for new ways to, uh, to reheat oh, I can do turkey. The, I can do my fourth gum thing. Turkey chili, yeah. turkey, turkey pizza, gumbo. turkey gumbo, turkey uh, heated shrimp, turkey chili. And that's Squawk Pod for today. Thanks for joining us on this Monday. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern. And to get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears, please follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.